Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper, and I believe that breakthrough is on the other side of bravery. This podcast features brave stories, emotional health, and creativity to inspire you to take your next brave step. Hey guys, it is summer here in California, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I think that I was personally made for the summer, and so I'm really excited and expectant to see what the summer brings. Um, So today's episode is a solo episode, and it's kind of prompted by two things. An email I got from like an entrepreneur influencer called Jenna Kutcher, and I want to talk to you about my group coaching program that I've just had... Um, I've almost gotten through my first round of group coaching clients, um, and I want to talk about that. So, but first I'm going to talk about this email I got from Jenna Kutcher. Now she has read, sorry, not read, she wrote a book called How Are You Really?, which is a New York Times bestseller, and she's just a boss um, at business. And um, she wrote in the book, she said that she wanted to, she had this like regret or wish that she could change something about her book that she wrote it. And so I'm going to read out what she wrote. We all want to experience the wholeness of life, but so many of us refuse to accept the wholeness of ourselves. And she says, recently I reread that part. I paused and felt my brain stir up a few extra words. It's not that many of us are refusing to accept the wholeness of ourselves. It's that we don't know how. And then she goes on to say, it's hard to know how to be whole or what that even means. And who would ever tell tell you what whole looks like for you? Because it's so personal other than you. So... I feel like that really prompted something because I have spent the past nine, 10 years exploring what it means to be wholehearted and to walk in wholeness. And a big part of my struggle has been in scarcity um, and the fear of what people think. Um, So that's why I've often shrunk or held back. And so what I personally define wholeness as is living fully expressed. And um, if you think of like half-heartedness, it's like we're not really trying. Um, I know for me, I had a long season of my life that felt like I was in a relationship with a what's the point monster. And a what's the point monster is like, what's the point of even trying? Because it's not going to work out anyway. And so that would leave me showing up to life half-hearted and it's because I needed a little bit more of a reframe of what success could look like and I've gone on a long journey of really not relying on external circumstances defining my wholeness. I think some of us can be pursuing approval or validation for, for something external to make us feel good inside And that's like so much more, it actually takes deep work. It takes actually looking into your subconscious to know what's kind of going on, like beneath the hood, so to speak. Um, And so for me, I think wholeheartedness is really, I have to really focus in on what healing looks like for me individually. 
And this is where I get reluctant. And sometimes in church culture, there can be this like um, instant miraculous moment where your life completely changes. And I actually do believe in that. But a lot of my life has been um, about rewiring my belief systems and healing from pain and um, and disappointment and um, really changing the way that I see myself. And sometimes there's often been a disconnect between uh, how I feel myself and how I'm coming across. Like, um, and yeah, just, I think there's been, that's been such a journey in being, um, feeling worthy and feeling comfortable inside my skin, like getting free from the lack loops that go off in my brain or the hustle loops or the urgency culture that's within me uh, that says like, if you do this by this time, then you'll get rewarded. Or if you lose this much weight, then you'll love your body. Then like once you get this career, then you'll feel this. And that has, and it still comes up to this day, but it doesn't feel like crazy torment, if that makes sense. And I think um, some people who go on like an inner healing journey uh, or they have like maybe, I don't know, they have like one counseling session and it was really impactful or they have this moment where they're, I don't know, they they kind of have like a spiritual awakening moment. Um, And sometimes it can think like, I actually hear this from people that they like all of a sudden think that their life is just perfect and then they're really annoyed when they struggle or relapse again and I think um, there is this arrival mentality that we're addicted to and um, some of it is because like we don't do vulnerability and some people who look like they've got it together actually are dying inside. (laughs) And so we think that, oh my gosh, that person has it so together, they don't struggle at all. Or we dismiss people's pain and struggle um, or don't count it as valid. So with this arrival mentality, this idea that you've made it and you will never have to struggle again, it's very um, ingrained in us as a hu- humanity. And I think it's really driven by perfection of a way of managing how other people perceive us. And that to me, I have learned over the years is so powerless and so keeps you hypervigilant because you're trying to manage everybody's opinions of you and making sure you edit yourself to come across a certain way. And that's exhausting. That's what self-abandonment is. And to me, wholeheartedness and living whole is about um, climbing outside from other people's opinions and how other people see me and climbing into my own skin and really taking ownership of how do I feel about me and what do I want to think about myself and I think that learning how to trust yourself is like I know I know for my personality type it's it's only probably this year that I'm stepping into a deeper level of self-trust and I actually have a lot more clarity and don't have as much chaos happening in my life because 
of really learning and trusting my internal voice. So what I would notice that I would do, especially in people pleasing, is I would blow past my own needs. And I would just think that that was selfish and I need to be generous and caring and, oh my gosh, this person's struggling and like my needs don't matter, like was a really big thing. And um, I would pretty much exit my own experience to kind of take care of someone else's experience. And I just had an interview with Danny Silk recently and he was talking on boundaries and really boundaries are about you and less about other people. It, and so I used to fail at, at boundaries a lot of the time because I, I didn't want to hurt people's feelings, obviously. Um, but I think I also just didn't know myself like and he was talking about like boundaries um, are a way for you to protect what you value the most. And I really ha only probably I think I've well, obviously for a while now been kind of working through what my values are and um I think a lot of us don't really know what our values are or we let the world around us determine our values. And and where I feel like you, life, when you move from life happening to you or other people's mood swings and energy, them kind of dictating who you are and how you're showing up in the world, like when you move from that space into I'm going to take personal ownership for my ecosystem, like how I feel on the inside and how I view the world and what are my opinions and I'm okay to disagree with someone I respect and not make it be this big dramatic thing. Um, and so really learning how to protect what I value actually has created way more peace in relationships because I'm really clear on what the yes is and what the no is. And, um, and then trusting that I have probably run into the fire or have been burnt so many times in saying yes to something that doesn't feel in alignment or doesn't feel um, like I'm doing it more because I feel bad or Brene Brown calls it a dirty yes. Like, oh my gosh, I said yes to that. And I, and I didn't really want to say yes to it. And I think like the clearer I've become around that, um, the more vision I have for my life and more hope that I have because I'm not drained by my energy going in multiple directions. Like my energy is very focused and so to me, living whole and wholehearted is really me actually learning how to tune into myself, like actually listen to myself. And I heard someone say recently that some people find that so hard because they didn't feel heard as a child. And so trying to hear yourself as an adult is like so foreign. Like it feels like, what the heck does that mean? But the truth is you're actually listening all the time. You're, you're listening to something all the time. And that's what you're at the mercy of. That's what is kind of fueling where you go. And so I think when you start to get back into the driver's seat of your life, it looks like actually slowing down and listening 
to what's happening inside you. What, what are your emotions telling you? Your emotions are like messages. They are communicating something to you. And it can be quite daunting because emotions can feel really, really true, but they're just information. And they're usually information that something needs to be processed inside you. And um, that's why I get therapy all the time. Like, I, and because I have blind spots in my life and that's something that I really, um, really go after because I like, and that's why I think that healing is so personal. So if someone was like, how do I get rid of this? Or how do I do this? Like sometimes like, like I could tell my story of how I've worked through something, but that might not actually resonate with you. And so I think part of um, healing is really learning how to like feel that connection to yourself, that resonance within yourself. Like when I was training to be a life coach, they would, you, you're kind of trained to ask good questions and you, we would look for the moments, like when we're watching each other coach and practice on each other, you would look for the questions that resonated and you would see a physical shift in someone's body or tears would come as they have this revelation. And so that's why I think journal prompts and asking yourself questions and getting curious about what's happening inside you is super important in kind of awakening um, revelation or enlightenment inside you. And what I've realized the most is that people love to give great advice. Even on this podcast, I'm giving advice, but advice doesn't actually transform you. I mean, sometimes it does. Sometimes you have pings go off and then it causes you to do something about it, which is very empowering and advice is good and teachings are good. But I think learning yourself and how, learning how to love yourself and learning how to integrate new belief systems and shift your thinking and learning yourself in that process and not comparing your healing journeys to someone else is super important. And so a lot of what I've learned around living wholehearted has come from choosing that my core value is courage, that I'm going to choose the brave thing. And um, I really think that life flows from your heart. So if something is broken in your heart or feeling um, there's pain in your heart like that and it feels like you can't have flow in your life I I always go back to my heart so if I'm feeling fearful around money or I'm feeling fearful around a relationship or something I'll go back to my heart to check in with my heart and ask it what's what's happening what do you need what 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 is their disappointment um you know you hear people in their conflicts and then can kind of refer to people as gee that person's just so broken or I'll have clients say to me, I just feel so broken. And I've definitely walked through seasons in my life where I felt very broken. And, um, but then I noticed that sometimes that's actually not a kind way to relating to myself or to re- relating to other people 
because I feel like God doesn't look at what's wrong with you. He looks at what's missing and wants to fill it. And often um, when we're in that feeling broken, rather brokenhearted instead of wholehearted, it's um, a place that maybe shows that we've been brave in our life and something didn't work out. Um, it can mean something painful really happened to us. And a lot of us really stay in that place because we don't have a roadmap. We don't know ways to get free. And so that's why I decided to start group coaching because I've been coaching for seven years and I really have uh, developed my own coaching method. And I'm not a counselor, I'm not a therapist, I haven't trained in psychology or counseling. I've just done a lot of inner healing technique trainings and um, and have, yeah, just had my own counseling. That's kind of been my journey. But I've developed a coaching method that is really about get, getting you into a place of clarity so that you can start taking some brave steps. And some of us just don't even know where to start in our own life. And so I love to create clarity. And some of us are even afraid to even face clarity, which I've said on a podcast before, because they're afraid of what they'll find. And so what I've decided, I started this group coaching program to really facilitate um, ways of breaking free from mindsets. And um, I use a few of my methods or different coaching kind of tools that help you identify all the voices that you have swirling around in your internal world and all the, um, or some people were like, I have no voices and that, that could be another scenario, but I really like to help identify what are the voices that hold them back from living a brave, wholehearted life. Because in order to make change in your life, you actually have to step out of your comfort zone, which is uncomfortable. It's not, and it feels unsafe. It doesn't feel familiar. It doesn't, and that's why we stay stuck and we stay stagnant in our life. So this group coaching program is really designed to give you a roadmap to tell you like, oh, at this point in your brave journey, these emotions might come up. Just letting you know, like, or right before you do the brave thing, that's where the voice of shame is really loud. Like, because I think sometimes like we'll go, okay, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to go do that course, or I'm going to quit my job, or I'm going to tell that person I like them, or what ask that friend out for coffee. And then we chicken out because all these voices say, oh, they wouldn't really want to see you anyway. And like, we have all these kind of uh, intimidating voices that hold us back. And so part of the coaching program is really getting into alignment with your truest, highest self, which you can go back and listen to one of the podcasts where I explain what your highest self is. And you really connect to that person really see yourself from a kind lens, not from this critical lens, which a lot of us have a very critical lenses of ourselves. And you start showing up as that person, not as a fake thing, but as like, actually, that's actually the true version of who I am. 
And so part of the design of the coaching time is you'll get some teachings, you'll have some, um, you know, journal prompts and questions. Um, you'll have some coaching time throughout the time uh, with me. And um, it'll be, it's it's like I've just run my, I'm like partway through my first round of coaching sessions and the women are getting so much breakthrough and getting so much clarity about who their critics are or the voices that might be holding them back. It might not even be a person that you're intimidated by. It could be just a mindset. Um, and so we really go after like, what are the blocks? What are the inhibitors? And the thing is like, I think there's a bit of a stigma with coaching that it can feel a little, um, just get out there and do it. Who cares? Like, force yourself to do it like and there can be this like you should be doing this like kind of I don't know I imagine like an aggressive kind of football coach but my approach in in coaching is really to lower the stakes make you feel safe and I believe in gentle action steps until you're in a place of momentum where you've built history within yourself of like, wow, I've done all these brave things and I know that I'm capable and I'm really equipped to know how to work through the emotions that come up when you do courageous things. And I know how to bounce back when it doesn't go to plan. Like once you start feeling really equipped and resourced, that's when you're able to live a more wholehearted and brave lifestyle because you're really um, clear about what your values are. So my approach, I don't like to push. I, I definitely have been told that I can challenge people and I do do that, but I like to actually give a more soft approach initially um, because like, yeah, you, ha- you can't like often the time, like if I see someone, they're trying to start a business and then they've been shaming themselves for not doing enough with their business, like shame is not going to get them into the arena of their life, into the brave space. So my approach is actually get like really inside what the block is. Where is there a belief system that, um, yeah, feels like a lie that we need to actually reframe and then take one teeny tiny next brave thing step. So if you're interested in my next brave thing group coaching program, I'm going to put the link in the show notes and go check it out. See if this is something for you. I have had some guys inquire about being a part of the group coaching program, but this is just for the ladies for now. Um, Eventually I'll roll out maybe um, some male-female group coaching programs, but for now it's just for the ladies and I've put two group coaching um, times on on the schedule and so you can kind of pick what time zone because I have people all around the world who are interested so I put you in groups and I try to be quite selective about it because I want you to actually feel connected to the people in the group as well Um, so it'll be a supportive encouraging inspiring place for you to be seen and known and heard and celebrated And um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you if you're interested in that. So you can go to the website. I've also designed it. um, I've just been running a group coaching program through April and May. 
And this program is sort of like the soft launch to the launch. But I really felt strategically to launch this program in June because um, I think that in January we come in really excited about all these changes we're going to make in 2023. And then all of a sudden we get, um, yeah, kind of bogged down and we feel um, like, oh my gosh, life happened and I'm not on track. So June is like a great checkpoint to be like, how do we like reframe how we're going to show up? in the rest of 2023? How can we really um, enjoy and live so open-hearted in the remaining part of 2023? So you can go to my website to check that out and feel free to share this episode with your friends, write a review, uh, download, subscribe, do all those things that I'm supposed to tell you to do because it's super helpful for me getting it out there. Um, But yeah, I'd love to hear from you if you're interested. So have a wonderful day, everyone.